0: Do you need to ask your boss for help, but you don't trust this mofo? Girl, I've been there, but guess what? I got something for you. Head on over to TrillMBA.com and join our safe space. When you join our safe space this week, you'll get my three-step surefire method to ask for help and not get dinged for it. In this PDF, you'll get the three-step formula to ask for help and also a checklist of things that you can print out and take with you to work and use right there in front of your boss. It is an awesome tool, especially if you don't trust your boss. You know, you ask for help and then they try to say, well, she had to ask for help. I had to hold her hand. (laughs) Ha ha, let's eliminate that and get you the help that you need. Again, Trillmba.com, join our safe space, and you will be emailed your copy of the three-step surefire method to ask for help and not get dinged. All right, y'all, let's start the show. Welcome to the Trill NBA show. I'm your host, Felicia Ann Rose Anuha, aka the Trillest NBA you will ever know. And I'm here to help you survive and thrive in corporate America by giving you the truth and being as real as only I can be. Well, happy Sunday, you guys. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are going to talk about what I consider to be the black woman's Achilles heel, and that's asking for help. I was gonna do this as a solo episode, but I actually wanted to have a robust discussion about this topic because I wanted you to hear more than just one perspective or just my voice on it. So I called up one of the sharpest and the baddest corporate warriors that I know. And one of my favorite mentees, Jessica Banks. You may remember Jessica from last season when we talked about lessons learned from her MBA internship and how not getting the full-time offer was the best blessing God disguised. Well, Jessica, it's been almost a year since you graduated and started beasting it out in these corporate streets full time. So how are you feeling?
1: Wow. Well, with that intro, you make me feel a little old. (laughs) But if anything, I'm feeling seasoned in the corporate game, you know, in my first year of experience there. Things are really, really, really going well and just gaining my confidence, too. Be that subject matter expert, like I know I am. And we just just fixing it. So feeling good. Thanks for having me.
0: Get it. I'm so happy to get to talk to you and get a little update on all the happenings. So number one, for all those people who are in their first year of their post-MBA experience, are you saving your money or are you balling out? What are you doing?
1: So, <laughs> oh, actually, that's a great question. So, you know, 2019 goals are more mature boss lady goals. So I just, one of the words I think is my team word this year is like consistency in all facets. So first and foremost, I wanted that to be financially towards, you know, savings goals. But I just moved into my brand new banking, one bedroom apartment in DC. So obviously that is more money than I was used to I'm paying each month and I'm uh, dressing up you know, my apartment, making it real for me with some nice new furniture and a kooks from which is great, but definitely, um, got to get back on the savings train. And so, yes, I'm saving my money, you know, for future investments in myself.
0: Very good. Very good. And I want you to think about ways you can invest in like property, ways you can invest in stock, ways you can invest because fast forward 10 years after your MBA, And you could find yourself on a career break, like (laughs) your favorite mentor. And if it wasn't for, you know, how I've managed, you know, my career through the years. And mind you, I had fun. I've been all over the world. I've flown all kinds of different countries and places uh, since graduating. And I've spent a lot of money on travel. But I've been very frugal in a lot of other places. And then I've made some bets in investments and so because of that I'm able to take time away from corporate to find myself now. <laughs> so
1: very, very smart. Yes. You know, I learned a lot already in this first year working in financial industry, especially like personal financial wealth management. So, you know, a Roth IRA is a great, great opportunity. Yep. After you max out your contribution to your four oh one K. But, you know, if you want a special comment on that, okay, and some personal wealth management advice for anyone really, happy to help contribute
0: there. Amen. Look at you giving back to the community. You just make me so proud all the time, (laughs) every time. So we were on the phone and I was catching up with you and I wanted to understand you know, in this first year, like how it was going. And I wanted to make sure that you weren't suffering from something a lot of us suffer from being, you know, having our super cape corporate warrior hats and flying in and levitating and doing all the black girl magic, black excellence things that we do in corporate. Sometimes I think we forget we're human. And sometimes I think we forget to ask for help. So I wanted to know, has there ever been a time, you know, in these last couple months that you've been afraid to ask for help?
1: Oh, for sure. And I think that really was my fear of that in starting this role. Because if you think of like an onboarding plan, right? Like I started in June 2018. You have 30, 60, 90 day goals which in that plan, a natural Component of that is asking questions early, you know, like failing fast, but asking questions early so that you can get the most answers and expertise and start really contributing to your project and gaining a point of view. What I found myself because of my past experiences and that made me fearful of asking those questions to my boss or other partners made me really, I think, struggle a little bit in for some projects where if I would have just asked one question to one key person, I would have gotten the answer quickly and been able to be more efficient in the way that I solved that problem or that project goal. And it wouldn't have taken so long. You know, things harder, not harder sometimes. So that really was something early on that I had to look to my boss and her management style to really say, okay, is this a safe space in this 30, 60, 90 day time? Or is this somewhere where I really have to like guard my and I think those are the questions you got it. You got to ask yourself quickly.
0: So, how did you discern that your boss was a safe space? Like, what was it? What were some of the keys or signals that you got that made you more comfortable? Yeah,
1: quite honestly, and this isn't everyone's experience, right? Like, mm-hmm. everyone is not in a supporting environment, and I know that. But <laughs> she had to literally look me dead in the face and say, "Jessica, you're amazing." I am here to only make your job easier. That is what I'm here for—to remove blockages, to you know, get you through these stage gates. What help do you need? And she would literally drill this question every day. How can I help? How can I help? Like, who can I help connect you with? That was completely foreign to me. <laughs> I, I was like, it's, I know she's testing me right now. Like, what? I, of course, I don't need help. No. Like, in which we're sort on of, a brand new project
0: How many weeks or months was that into you starting that conversation was had with you?
1: Um, honestly, I'm going to say a month. Okay. The, and, and, and that's a unique situation in that I had worked in CPG formerly. So banking was completely brand new to me and I'm being, you know, obviously I asked to join projects and they want to see you take initiative. So I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll jump in. I'll add my POV. Like I will gladly sit in on any meeting. And I was kind of that self-starter from the jump. And so it accelerated that point in time in which, okay, she's contributing, she's showing active involvement in her very first month in helping us do analysis and things on on projects in which she doesn't even know much about the business yet, you know? And I think showing that made my process accelerated in terms of my boss at the 30-day mark being like, Hey, this is our check-in, and I want you to know, like, you're doing great. Love your initiative, but always know that I'm here. And when I ask you, do you need help? It's not at this point. It's not because I feel as though you can't do it or you're not resourceful. You've already shown that. So that was at the month point.
0: So you said something very key there. If your boss is saying, I want to help you and I want you to ask me for help, we have to let go of this idea that they're trying to trap us because I think we've heard the horror stories, right? Like, Your boss is saying, oh, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you. And then you're like, okay, okay, yes. I'm going to be honest. I could use help here, here, and here. And then six months later, you have your performance review or you have a midpoint (laughs) check-in and your boss is like, yeah, you know, I felt like I had to hold your hand on X, Y, Z. And you're like, bitch, you asked me (laughs) how you could help me. And then when I told you And now you're going to hold it against me. And this is why I would like to kill you, but I can't because I have to be professional. So
1: (laughs) like, honestly, I think that's a great point. And we do like, I mean, I've had crippling fear. I almost in that one month check-in had to literally take a breath. And it was like, you know, I've been holding all this Mm this whole time. Like, Let me just, let me always act like I got it. I got it together. Like, I don't need the help. Let me be resourceful. And I literally did like this, uh, like this (laughs) exhale across the table from her. Well, great. Glad you said this because. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to be, and that was my, almost my, she opened the door for me to say, you know, a, a professional, vulnerable moment and saying, hey, boss, like, I, you know, I appreciate, you giving me this direct invitation to reach out to you so that we can expedite our project. Like, I appreciate that because the reason why I don't necessarily voice up as much is because former experiences taught me this. And I was able to give her an actual kind of soundbite from Mm -hmm. something I had learned in the past. Mm -hmm. And then that gave her more context for it's not that I don't want help, and it's not that I don't want this project to go smoothly. It's just that past experience taught me this. And do you know what she said back to me? Right. She was like, Jessica, I'd much rather you over-index the way that you've been doing, in that it's coming to the table with a solution-oriented mindset. You have already contacted three resources right? Like, you've you've contacted all the people that I've designated to you that could help you in your work. You've already run through that list, and now you're like, hey, you know, this is what ABC is what we need to get through. Can you help me with any of these? And if not, who can I go to? She's like, I would much rather you over-index on being the resourceful leader than being the needy leader and coming to me first. So that really is that kind of, that reasoning and when it, When is it time to really go to them? And I feel like if you're exercising that, then they're always going to be open to helping you along because they know you've done your due diligence on the front end.
0: Can I just say, I have to say this one more time. I'm so proud of you. Like, I remember your experience yeah, as an intern. <laughs> and it's as if that experience was like, okay, we got to the one yard line and we didn't make the touchdown on that play. And so then you came back and you got the ball again and now you're just running circles around fools and you learned and I can't be prouder of you. And what you just said is so key is using your relationships outside of your boss first And being resourceful and showing that effort of, I'm working to figure it out on my own first, but now I'm at a crossroads. And this is where your expertise and your responsibility as my boss comes in. And that is the best way to ask for help. So, one, you know, I love how you said you had this exhale moment. And you had this very vulnerable, yet very mature conversation around asking for help with your boss. And I think everybody should do that. Like, you need to sit down with your boss. And at the very least, you need to understand and get clarity around what your boss's expectation is around, not just your projects, but around you and around, you know, how resourceful do they expect you to be? Because there are some bosses Like, I feel like I would be the type of boss where I'm like, no, no, no. Don't waste your time with all these people running you around the building. Just come right here because I know how this organization is and I'm going to point you in the right direction and I'm not going to let you spin out first and then come to me and you've wasted two or three days trying to be resourceful. I'm that type of boss. But you may not have that type of boss. You may have the type of boss that's like, I want you to show me how you know how to figure it out. In fact, don't come ask me for shit. And the moment you come ask me for something, I'm dinging you for it. And so very early and upfront, you need to have that type of conversation with your boss. Like, what's the expectation around asking for help? And even when you ask that question, I would give context and say how I operate So with most of us, we operate with initiative where we would go and try to build relationships in the organization and then use those resources to get things done before we have to come to the boss with a problem. And then even if I come to you with a problem, I'm going to share with you the things I've done to try to gain a solution or what I think the solution should be and how I need your help. And so one of the things you have to remember in asking for help Part of the ask is also making your boss's job easier. Yeah. And that's exactly what you did from jump. And I don't know where you got that from. I don't feel like I can take credit. I mean, I want to, (laughs) but I just don't think I can take credit on that one. I think that's just because you're awesome. And... um. You're just, you know, again, I always say you're one to watch. So I got my eye on you, girl. I got my eye on you. But it's definitely important. Something else you did very early on is you asked earlier. You had that conversation early. Like it was a month in to a brand new job with a brand new boss. And it's hard because you're still trying to feel this person out. You're trying to figure out like. You
1: know what, Felicia, you know, we always have this type of uh relation back to a very similar experience that is not work related and it is dating like i swear it is i swear like personal relationships and like getting to know that dude that you've had your eye on or that girl you've had your eye on in the very beginning stages is so much like joining you know a brand new company and for me I make so many parallels to that because it's like, how do you expect to grow in your relationship? Like, how do you expect to not have arguments or problems if you don't set expectations early? And that goes the same way for any working relationship. I don't care if it's boss, you know, fellow colleague, teammate, or someone who, you know, might be a subordinate who reports. You have to set those expectations about the way in which you communicate early. And, you know, I would say the best way to initiate that, that conversation is how do you best work? Like what communication style works best for you? What communication cadence? How frequently should we be checking in? What works for you? And then that then gives me the opportunity or invitation to say, well, this is what works for me. In the, you know, in the past or in this environment, how can we come to a meeting place here? Uh, what is the compromise that works best for this team? And it's not just now a you or I in a situation. So that, that I think is the best parallel to make. <laughs> when in doubt, think about how you would go about it in a brand new budding love relationship.
0: <laughs> that, listen, nuggets dropped Um, I have one more question for you because I just thought about how there's a parallel with your current work situation and what happened to you in your internship. So in your internship, you started and then for whatever reason, your boss was gone. Like your boss was not your boss anymore. And then you found yourself having to report into somebody super senior in the organization. So now... You started, you're a couple months in, and your boss goes on maternity leave. You literally, like, I'm listening to you talk right now, and I'm having, like, this moment
1: of, wow, it is, like, 180, <laughs> complete, different experience. And you keep saying, like, how proud you are of me, and I'm almost, it's a surreal moment. Get through the next time you experience the exact same thing, because I'll tell you, like, I would not say I haven't broken the sweat, right? Before mm-hmm. my boss went on maternity leave, like, I was definitely having the flashback, the cold sweat, the, oh my God, I cannot believe I was, gonna get, like, I've only been working here for 90 days, and she went off and had herself her second baby under two years old, right? Right? You have what you need, and she set clear goals, expectations for. I'm going to be out six to eight weeks. Here's what I like you to focus on, and not just a hodgepodge list of ten different projects, partner work that I need you to look at or look into. It was this is a prioritized list of what I need you to be focused on, because oftentimes I think with any go getter or overachiever. The way I look at a list is like, all 10 rank the same equally. All are important. I need to spin my wheels, burn out until all of them are solved in six to eight weeks. No. She set a clear expectation for Here are three or four things. Here's rank number one. If you're going to focus on anything and get us some headway, it's going to be number one. I need you know these two, three, and four. It would be great if we could figure out more about it. get more details on it and come up with a more clear strategy not necessarily boil the ocean you know uh that was helpful super helpful and i would say that is the main differentiator from what set me up for success in this role when she left versus my past role when my boss said
0: deuces and so what's beautiful is is now that you know what should have been done let's say you find yourself in this situation in another role yeah. Now you know, hey, before you go leave me, this is what I yep. need from you. Exactly. Exactly. And <laughs> point. we definitely
1: do not go through things in vain. And it's almost surreal how it really is a mirror experience, but it's like, you know, it's like mirror universes. Like, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> like it's like, okay, here was the terrible way that this could pan out. And now I'm in a situation where I am Literally, I had a one-on-one pop-up with my senior director, my, so my boss's boss, the man who hired me into this organization. And basically, it was the mirror situation in that that was, in terms of role and tenure in the org, the person that I had been reporting to when my last boss left me. And I was in a constant state of just nervousness, trying to put together some type of slides to show my results over the past few weeks. And how do I show him and you know that I'm asking the right questions but not seeming needy? da 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 I'm literally anxious. I saw this meeting pop up from his admin in my current role. And of course I'm like, oh huh, interesting. So my little research, like who else on my team had a little one on one schedule? Nobody. It's just me. So of course then I'm like, hmm, this could be good or this could be, you know, like something <laughs> I need to worry about. And When I tell you, of course, I bring my laptop in there, I've got three points, three speaking points built out about what I've been doing, you know, over the past few weeks, what am I focused on looking into the future, and maybe how can he help? And when I tell you I put my laptop down and closed it and just sat there like a boss in front of this guy who's just literally calm, relaxed, and he's like, so how are things going? That's it. That's all it was. And I was able to very organically like work through in a professional conversation, but still maintaining that like rapport of I'm cool, I'm good, we've been handling things. Yes, there have been challenges that we face because we don't have, you know, our boss as the direct route for answering questions from partners, but we've now as a team each stepped up to the plate and in that, in those times of having to step up to the plate, it has now almost given us this like second wind in which we feel more confident. And I made sure I didn't just say we all the time. I said I feel more confident Very good. on a lot of my projects to be that that SME in the room. Given that now, because my boss isn't here, I'm next in line. You know, it's like when the when the king. It stepped down from the throne and now the only other person you're like, is it me? Is it me? Okay, let me go step into my calling. And now I'm the person on the calls representing my team. And it's the most crazy thing, the sense of accomplishment you feel and ownership, accountability, but just like true, sheer, I'm made for this. Like this is my time, that it almost was purposeful like you see God's purpose and that's why my boss left for the second time because now I'm ready now I'm ready to have a voice when I'm supposed to now I'm ready to speak up when I'm supposed to on these calls but not be overbearing but offer my point of view and because I have a right to this point of view and I'm having a valuable perspective to bring to this conversation so it was a great check-in and it was literally 180 from like where I felt like I was on check-ins with my boss in my last role.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is 180. Well, Jessica, I am so grateful for you for sharing your story. And how long has it been? Like, so it's not been a whole year. How many months have you been working post MBA?
1: I would say I'm going on eight months.
0: Okay. So not quite a year. So you have your annual review coming up here soon though, right? I do. So how are you preparing for that? Well, I went through
1: a great exercise and I'm sure all the people listening have also gone through this exercise in which you literally take two or three hours of your day writing out all the amazing things that you've contributed and um <laughs> I recently went through that self-eval for my performance review and it was almost a therapeutic experience of like I'm going to let y'all know that I have honey and it's almost kind of self-assuring for you too it's like wow I really have done some really dope things since I've been here and I have no reason to doubt myself going into this performance review so spoiler alert, my senior director will be giving me my performance review, given my direct manager is still out and have extended her maternity leave. And this check-in with him, I brought it up. I said, given that, you know, my boss is out, what is the timeline? When should I expect this coming my way? And, you know, these are the goals that I spoke about with her before she left. And I just, Want to make sure that I'm prepared for this conversation. Managing up people, that's important. <laughs> yes. So yes. I, uh, you know, had that conversation with him, and he said, "Hey, I'll be giving it to you the performance review, and this is when you can expect bonuses." The ching in my head. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Just a heads up, you're doing great work here, and um, excited to talk with you further." So I was like, "Okay, great." So that. Is kind of just setting the tone and the level setting myself with this is not something I should be afraid of, but more so excited for and outlining opportunities to be even more great in the future. So I'm excited for it.
0: Awesome. So I want you to listen to, before you go to your performance review, I want you to listen to last week's episode about asking for a raise because I think you're poised and primed to do so where you're situated in your work and what you've been doing. So I want you to uh, utilize this time of greatness and ask for more money.
1: Okay, you know, I'm a little scared about that, but well, I will to go listen.
0: <laughs> go listen, and then you got my real number, so you can always call me, we could talk through it. But one thing I want to give you some advice on is instead of taking those three hours, to go through, oh my God, what have I been doing the last almost year or last year? I would every month schedule 30 to 45 minute meeting with yourself to just do a quick check-in with yourself and write out that stuff there and just schedule it and stick to that and be consistent with it. So that by the time you come to your mid-year or you come to your end of year, You're already done. Like, you don't have to spend that much time sitting and trying to remember, you know, everything you did. Because sometimes you forget. (laughs) Yeah. So that's That's one thing. Yeah, that's one thing I learned along the way. that sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. You know, we get busy. But, again, it's about taking care of yourself in these spaces. And think of it as self-care. Like, this is... 30 to 45 minutes for you, all about you, for you to sit and think about you and your impact to the organization and how you've added value. It also gives you a chance to look at things clearly. And if you need to course correct something or you need to have a critical conversation with your manager, that's also, you know, again, critical conversations, especially when asking for help early and often. So those are the nuggets that we will leave you guys with today. Jessica, I want to thank you for coming on to the show and giving us an update and sharing what you've been doing and really encouraging everybody to be open and honest and vulnerable early and often. And if you do get in a situation where you see that your boss isn't helpful, then don't Focus on that. Find people who are going to help you, and then just really work to, you know, get whatever it is you need out of your boss until you get a new boss. Because I guarantee you, you're going to get a new boss. Yeah, you will. So yeah, well, just... and
1: none none of that is um. Sorry, one last thing. like mm-hmm. you don't have to subject yourself, you know, to things that are literally causing you some type of mental or emotional distress at the end of the day we're human beings outside of our nine to five and you're an asset to the organization so you should always as fair love to say shop yourself around because your value is somewhere outweighs any type of workplace distress you might be going through and you will get a new boss and always know that you can be the boss of your own
0: career well, uh, Mike drop. Thank you, <laughs> Jessica Banks, up-and-coming corporate rock star, superstar. I can't wait to see you as the CEO. I'm I'm calling it now. Of a Fortune 500 company. That's... People keep saying this, and yes. I'm like, what? <laughs> yes. this It's coming, y'all. Y'all pay attention to this one. It's going to be on the cover of Forbes. See it. See it. One All right. Sec. Jessica, thanks for coming on the show. You know, I love you forever. Hey, you guys, if you need some help or advice about specific situations that you're going through, especially if you are getting ready for career conversations, you're getting ready to prep for interviews, you are trying to figure out what it is you need to say and do. This is what I'm super good at. Right, Jessica? Always. (laughs) <laughs> Go to trillmbacom slash coaching to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with me to strategize and walk through your specific work situations. In addition, you can always email me at ask at trillmba.com. I'm happy to either answer your question or connect you to the right person if I don't have the answer. And heck, I might just send some of these people to you, Jessica. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again, that's TrillNBA.com slash coaching to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with me. Or you can always email me at ask at TrillNBA.com to submit your question or concern. Until next time, you guys, keep it Trill. The Trill NBA Show is a Fair World Corp. LLC production. Executive produced by Felicia and Rose Ainuha. Music is kick, push, push by Ryan Little. Keep it trill every day, y'all.